Dicen que el tiempo lo cura todo, pero a mí me fue peor. Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Soila Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores. And we will bring you a mix of alternative and mainstream Latino jams. This week's theme is covers. And we're starting with a song by Karen Rodriguez that maybe sounds familiar to some of you. It's a cover of Adele's Hello. Yes, this woman has the pipes. Yeah, um, she's got an amazing voice. The song is iconic. I mean, it's like I think pretty much everybody can probably recognize the first few bars, even when the words are in Spanish. Um, and I discovered her because of this cover, but she has a lot of other really awesome covers of popular English songs. You check out her, her YouTube uh, channel for a lot of them. And she's actually put out an album with a lot of these songs as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is on iTunes. Yep. So, Vero, what do you think this song is about? Like, what do you think Adele was was trying to say with this song? Wasn't she, like, I don't know, trying to reconcile with a lover or something? I don't know. I, like, don't listen to <laughs> lyrics of songs until I hear them a million bazillion times. Yeah. I just feel like this one, there was like a big debate when it came out. I mean, everybody was obsessed with this album, or a lot of people were. And I saw something about how she was, she said she's like, I was talking to like my younger self, oh, not right. like a former lover. Not a former which, lover. No, which didn't make a lot of sense to me because I'm like, Adele, you're 23. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what like younger self are you talking to like your 14 year old self or something well she's been like, like a pro for a long time you know she had like her album like I 19 know. and 21 yeah. so you know yeah. she's been like right. in the biz right. for a minute you know right okay so she's like an old soul but so the thing that i struck me when i heard the song karen's version in spanish was that it really sounds like she's talking to a ghost <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because she says, Hola desde el más allá. Yeah, it's totally to a ghost. It's like 100% (laughs) like you're talking to someone from the dead, like who's dead, which doesn't come across at all in the English. I mean, the other side like doesn't sound like necessarily death. So I thought that was really interesting. Just the ways in which when you turn something into Spanish, it has like a can have a totally different meaning even if you're in some ways translating it relatively literally, you know? So I kind of love that. Yeah. Also, like, just thinking about, like, Latino culture and sort of ancestor relationships and just, like, there's more of a, um, it's not unique to Latino culture, but it's pretty prevalent, sort of a practice of communicating with your ancestors and having a relationship with people when they pass. So oh, yeah. it almost makes it more believable than, like, you know, some white girl singing about to, like, her dead grandmothers. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, I come from a family of, like, who are mostly, like, skeptics, right? But my mom, yeah. like, totally believes that my grandfather turned off my tia's oven once that she left on so mm. the house wouldn't like catch on fire so wow. like you know those are things that are like my family's pretty skeptical but that's still permissible <laughs> that, that right, like, right my abuelo came back to like turn off an oven yeah there's a rumor in my family that my great-grandfather like ghost is like haunting the deck or like the balcony of the house in Cuba and like my my uncle yeah my uncle went back um I don't know maybe 20 years ago and went and visited the house and the neighbors told him that nobody lives there because they see 
his ghost like pacing back and forth on the balcony and smoking a cigar. Oh my god. <laughs> so they so nobody will occupy this house because of it. And I didn't unfortunately did not get to confirm that rumor when I went to Cuba in oh, May because I wasn't MG. able to find I know I wasn't able to visit the house, but yeah, this the ghost stuff is real. So yeah, I don't know if in Karen's version, maybe she's the one who's dead and she's calling someone who's alive. Like, I don't know. Yeah, because it but means, it, totally it has sounds that vibe. like she's a ghost because hola desde el más allá, like you've passed. Right. Hello. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what it sounds exactly. like. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, lols. So Karen um, kind of came up through like the online YouTube MySpace world and kind of built a following. And then she ended up on American Idol in 2010. Oh, okay. Actually through... I know through MySpace video auditions. Oh wow! Um, where MySpace like there was like yeah throwback. I know, I know, and like there was like hundreds of thousands of submissions or something, and they picked her. You know, one of those like wild situations. Um, and she was actually the first bilingual finalist ever at American Idol. Wow. Yeah, and I guess the last maybe because it's over now. The season ended. Got this, it. this last season, they they did then. She was uh she was born and raised in Miami, but she's Peru- Peruvian and Dominican, and has like really great bilingual voice. Like she does. She can sing really well in English and in Spanish. And she actually sometimes does English covers of Spanish songs. Ooh. Um, yeah, she has a cover of uh, Perdón, the Nicky Jam, Enrique Iglesias. Ooh, I uh, want to hear that. I want to hear the lady should... version of that. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. Go check it out. It's a, You know, I feel like the English versions never speak to me. I'm just like a sucker for the Spanish version. But, I, you know, her voice is really amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm into it. But, yeah, I, I'm Adele, like... I'm not really a huge fan. I feel like I did my like emo white girl thing in like middle school and high school. And now I've I've kind of like moved on in terms of my music taste. But this song, you know, I I definitely listen to it. I definitely listen to it. And and then Karen's version, I'm like really into. OMG, I thought I was going to be a heretic because I was going to say that like I'm just not that into Adele. But you're with me. No, I'm totally with you. I mean, she has a beautiful voice. Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. her voice is amazing. There's no question yeah. there. Just like, yeah. I don't know, love songs, straight love songs don't do it for me. I mean, this is not a straight love song, though. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. It's just no. Adele. I'm just it's fine. Like, it's you don't, nice. It's fine. No, you don't have to be into Adele. It's totally fine. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> We're okay. I'm not. Yeah, neither of us are going to be the... You know, there's plenty of people to def- be on the Adele fan club. We don't need to be those people. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, more power to her. She seems like a really cool lady. Yeah, she's doing her thing. And I, you know, I appreciate that she's like a curvier woman, right? Like, totally. she's bringing something different to like the pop arena that, um, and she's like a mom and shit. Like, she's, you know, she's doing her thing. But yeah, yeah Karen also, Karen also has some original songs. Um, she's starting to kind of do some of her original stuff, but she's, she's really known for these covers. So, awesome. nice work, Karen. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm here for it. So what cover do you have for us to start? I have a classic for you all. Um, This is El Venao by Yarina de Marco. Cuando fuiste a Nueva York, mi amante por montón. 
yes, obviously this is a cover of El Venao, uh, originally by Los Cantantes, and I just love, love, love this song, and when this cover came out, I was so into it. Uh, you know, the song, the original by Los Cantantes, came out in 95, and it was sort of like the jam of the summer. Uh, that song was everything, at least in Venezuela, it was everywhere, it was all the time, every place, El Venao. And that was the last summer, actually, that I was home before we moved to the United States permanently. So I, um, you know, spent it in, like, I just have all these memories of spending it in this blissful vacation mode with, like, all these, like, with all these primos, you know, mad primos everywhere and all whispering about, like, what it actually meant to be a Venao <laughs> and just totally scandalized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wait, wait, Vera, where's, um, where are Los Cantantes from? They're Dominican. I need to listen to the original again and, and see whether I remember it. Yeah, yeah. it's, um, if it was everywhere in 1995, at least in the Caribbean. And, yeah. you know, so for those of you who don't know what the song is about or haven't caught on yet, this is a song about a man confronting, what, his, like, wife, girlfriend? I'm not sure, uh, but about cheating rumors. So that there's rumors on the blog that he's un venao, which is a deer, because in Spanish, or at least in Caribbean Spanish, the, um, the saying goes, pegar cuernos or montar cachos is to cheat on somebody. So like give somebody horns is uh, to cheat on somebody. So, you know, you giving the horns are going to the... So if, <laughs> yeah, if you're getting cheated on, then you have the horns, right? So like if you receive the horns if you are the person getting cheated on. So he's like, the rumor on the block is that I'm a deer. Tell me this isn't true, girl. <laughs> so the rumor is that his girl gave him horns because she's getting it elsewhere. Mm. Yes. I think the English equivalent of that is like cuckold. Yeah, yeah, cuckold. But nobody uses right? that. No, well, you know, I hear it all the time because I watch, I listen to Dan Savage's podcast. Oh, but that's like sort of like <laughs> in like a, a sexual fantasy world, right? Yeah. Right, like, but I think it was adopted from like a negative context. Totally. Yeah, there are people with cuckolding fan. It's just, yeah, I have no idea where that word comes from. It's super weird. <laughs> oh my God. Well, anyway, this cover is by Yarina de Marco, who is based in Brooklyn, but is Dominican born. Um, she has this Dominican mother and a Brazilian father and is from a family uh, of musicians. And their family became political exiles after um, after her mother and father sang this like anti-Balaguer song at an event in the DR. So they like had to leave uh, very quickly uh, to Montreal mm. and just had like a sort of like bouncing around uh, world traveler sort of life. Uh, until they landed, um, you know, again in the DR, and now she's just here. But, you know, from what I gather, she spent her formative years in DR. She was working with Wyclef Jean for a minute, um, mm. and she has a few songs out there. I don't know of any albums that she has, but she does have this other song, which is another sort of cover um, that I really, really love. It's like a loose cover and rework of uh, Spell on You by Screaming Jay Hawkins. That's just totally mm. amazing. It's just like about how like, don't fuck with me because I'm going to use some brujeria and I'm going to pull on put a spell on you. Don't even try. <laughs> the Screaming Jay Hawkins Spell on You has been covered many, many times. Although few people do right. it better than the man himself. Although yeah. I'm going to co-sign yeah. the Yarina de Marco version. It's good. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a thing to do a good cover, right? You've got to really bring something different to it, you know, and bring something like original or add a different spin to it because you know, the oftentimes the original version is really, really good on its own. Right, right. So I mean, I, usually when you're covering a song, you're covering something that's a classic, right? And you don't yeah, want to fuck yeah. it up, you know? Like, you can just, you could fuck it up. The options are you could fuck it up or you could make an underwhelming right. song because right. it's, right. you know, like, you're comparing it to a classic. But yep. Uh, yep. you just have to, like, bring something something new and something different. And I think I think our selections do that. I agree. Yeah. Totally. What do you have for us next? So we're going to listen to Leslie Grace, Be My Baby. Yes. <laughs> Tonight we met, I knew I needed you so. This is one of many of the like really incredible genre of bachata covers. Um, and you know, Vetter and I were talking about this before the episode. Like, neither of us really know what the origin is of exactly why there's just so there's this whole kind of subgenre within bachata where they take like American classic songs, often old ones, sometimes new ones, and remake it with a really incredible bachata beat. And I pretty much always prefer the bachata version, which might not be surprising. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. Um, but yeah, we were talking about maybe it has to do with the fact that there's so many, so much of the bachata music is coming from Dominican folks in the Bronx. And so the sort of like inherent bicultural bilingualism of that community lends itself really well to these kind of cross-cultural um, covers. Yeah, I feel like it must be that, right? So I mean, obviously bachata is originally from the Dominican campo, but like since it's mm-hmm. blown up, it's been really, um, really not just DR, but also a lot of folks from the Bronx, a lot of folks, um, you know, in New York City, which is basically an extension of the Caribbean and the DR. And um, so I just feel like it must be about that, about that bicultural experience and wanting to see your, like, two different selves or two different cultures come together. Yeah, totally. So this song that uh, Leslie Grace is covering is actually from 1964, and it's by a group called the Ronettes. And you know there are nice. a good number, of, yeah, there are a good number of bachata songs that are covering, particularly songs from like the 50s and 60s. And I really like that that kind of combination of like musical eras and styles and how they go together. And a lot of the bachata artists that I like have um, have covers as part of their kind of lexicon and music. But Leslie herself was actually kind of came onto the scene with cover. Specifically, um, her first hit was a cover of Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow. Yes, I know that one. It's good. It's good. And it came out in 2012. I covered it. And she was just 17 when that was released, which is pretty incredible. Wow. She's only, I know, I know. She's only 21 currently. I didn't realize she was that young. So, props to Leslie. I mean, she, she was actually one of the youngest female artists to hit the top of the Billboard Latin albums chart with that song will you still love me in the album that came out with it so she's really doing some doing some things yeah um, that's amazing yeah but she 
she was born in the Bronx, so she's kind of part of that uh, genre, you know, that world of people we were talking about who are Dominican. Uh, bachata singers who are brought up in the Bronx. Her d- father's actually Honduran and her mother is Dominican. Okay. Um, yeah. So she's, I think she's going to be big. She's like, I mean, I love that she's a female voice in bachata. There really are very few. Um, and she's a pretty prominent one. Maybe one of the more popular, I think, women in bachata right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she's big. I know who she is. And I'm not like into bachata like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think she's getting pretty mainstream. I mean, these covers help a lot because I think it helps people totally. who don't listen to Latino music, like connect to the music, even though. The lyrics are often translated, like in this song, some of the lyrics are translated into Spanish, and then it just has a beat that makes everything better. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's kind of, it's like, kind of reminds me of Justin Bieber, right? Like, sorry, would that song would be terrible without the Dembo beat, you know? It's like when you add yeah. that, that layer to it, it just like, it just takes everything to another level. Yeah, I mean, oh. the Dembo is really the reason I like that song, The Little Fucker. That's how he got me. I know. I know, I know. Well, speaking um, of Dumbo. What you got for us? <laughs> I have another song coming up for you. Let's see if you can guess what it is. This is by Bunny Michael. By the light, right inside of these lights. I got so excited when I saw that you were bringing a cover of Gasolina, and then I listened to it. <laughs> oh, you hated I'm it sorry. it's so weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so weird, Beto. You were so weird. You were so I know. weird. <laughs> I know. I love I, this. I, oh, man. I can often, like, forgive you for the weird, or I can get into it, but this one? <laughs> this one you're like, I don't think so. Mm, Oh I kind of couldn't even listen to the whole thing. I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on in the background? Are those ghosts, like, howling? Oh, my God. Well, I don't know. You're going to have to ask Bunny Michael, <laughs> colon, nature slut herself. <laughs> um, but, you know, so... <laughs> this is... Uh, so, this is Gasolina, obviously, uh, by Daddy Yankee, which is, like the reggaeton song that broke out into the English language market during like that brief reggaeton crossover period in like what 2004 2005 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just love this song because she takes the gasolina and just completely flips it into something totally different <laughs> totally new totally know. strange it's strange hashtag strange <laughs> so strange we were talking we've been talking about like maybe doing a Halloween episode a little like you know spoiler alert and I was I, listening to this I was like this would actually have been good because it's so weird and kind of ghost sounding like it really does feel like there are ghosts howling in the background. It but. is a little bit ghosty. I'm into it. Yeah, the <laughs> video, though, is also so super weird. In, at the beginning, mm-hmm. she's got these, like, two different personas. It's, like, her, but there's two of her. And she's got these two different personas. It's this, like, femme 
persona and this butch persona mm -hmm. and they have this like weird dialogue and then there's these like awkward white dancers i don't know what that's about the white dancers you like, have to i don't understand I, you also can't leave out the fact that there's like a moment with like a playing card that has like a vagina on it and then <laughs> yeah. the vagina is like on like what <laughs> it's very less like, what? she's very queer <laughs> is she queer okay she all is. right i figured but she's definitely queer um but i i don't know what the what the deal is with those white dancers in the background there's one of those that one of them that like has like is doing a lot with her arms you know how for like some white people that are <laughs> dancing it's like uh, the, the arms are the main attraction you know uh -huh. like, yeah and not like the shoulders there? which is like often a shoulders is often appropriate but no shoulders like, is often yeah. appropriate hips is often appropriate but like arms mm -hmm. man i don't know about like no. white people dancing <laughs> in arms yeah anyway yeah. This is a tangent. <laughs> However, Bunny Michael is Melissa Rincon. <laughs> she hails originally from <laughs> Texas, but she's been in New York uh, since like 2001. And, you know, she's sort of elusive. She has this sort of like witchy spiritual thing that she's going for that's like a little bit hard for me to personally engage with. I don't really um, get it, but I read her entry into her music or into music in general was when she was 15 and doing a lot of LSD. And she like this drew this picture <laughs> of La Virgen. And then she knew she had a gift, which I feel like being on drugs and drawing a picture of David Hang is like the most Latina weirdo way to come about yeah. your music gifts, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about right, right? What, is is that like what makes you think she's witchy and spiritual or are there other things? No, no, there's other things. She talks about mm -hmm. like, you know, like she's got this like whole like nature slut thing and she's it's a lot about like being sexually empowered, but also one with nature and one with the universe. It's cool. It's just not really my thing. I know, I know. Well, I ask because, like, I'm totally down for, like, witchy spiritual whatever. Yeah, know? I mean, like, there's a certain kind of witchy spiritual that I can engage with, but one with the universe is not my flavor of witchy spiritual. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, wait, one question, one more thing about the video. Yes. Do you feel like the, like, butch femme dynamic is a little bit, like, misogynistic? Because it's like, the butch is like, I've got a trick, like, I have a trick for you. And the femme is like, I don't have any tricks, but I can, like, show you, I can take you somewhere. Right, like, right. what's that about? It is a little bit weird, but I think, you know, she talks about it in that they're both versions of herself. So I think that changes it a little mm. bit for me. She says that she's got okay. both of those in herself and that she's always okay. trying to find, like, a balance of the masculine and the feminine in herself and... You know, okay. so I, I think right. that that changes it up a little bit for me, but I can see okay. that. Okay. All right. I hear you. One of the more recent things that she's worked on, maybe you'd like this, is um, yeah. it's called Birdsong, which is a track with this badass producer that I really love called Nire. I don't know if that's how that's pronounced. Mm -hmm. I am realizing right mm -hmm. now that that's like the first time that I've said it out loud. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, they both describe the video as being this eco-feminist surreal telenovela slash reality show and it's completely strange and amazing again it might be a little bit like too strange for your taste Pérez, but i'm here for it i'm here for the total strangeness of it where do you where do you think your like love of like super weird stuff comes from i have no idea what it's about but i'm just yeah. totally here for yeah. the weird yeah 
I appreciate that about you, even if I'm not, it's not my style. And like, I love Gasolina, you know, I love that song. I know as, you as love that is, song. So, you know, I love that song. Listen, so, I love it as is too. You know. I love it as okay. too, even though right. it's ridiculous. Right. And even though Daddy Yankee endorsed John McCain, uh, that's embarrassing. Oh. Uh, yeah, man, that was embarrassing for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Daddy Yankee. But I, I also have to say that Bunny Michael, I feel like, is the best, like, I can picture like a suburban Texas housewife with like really big platinum blonde hair named Bunny Michael. <laughs> well, she is from Texas and she does have platinum yeah. blonde hair. Well, there you go. Right. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's not, not your typical like white lady suburban housewife, clearly. Oh but, my God. But yeah, I'm, I like her name. <laughs> what do you have for us next, Venice? All right. Well, the last song I have for you all is um, by Tito Nieves and his son, Tito Nieves Jr. And it's uh, You Are Not Alone. Another day is gone. I'm still all alone. How could this be? You're not here with me. You never said goodbye. Someone tell me why. A Michael Jackson cover yes. slash tribute. Yes. Uh, I know. I think maybe it was you, Beto, who like posted, like sent me like the thriller yes. um, version from this album like a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that was amazing. And that introduced me to this whole. So uh, this uh, producer, musician, Tony Sukar, put together this project. I read about it a little bit when I was researching this, and he actually put together a, like a Latin version of Thriller, like bef- way before Michael's death, like almost decades ago in Miami. He like put it on, and people loved it and kept oh. asking for more. And so it became this like ongoing project that he was trying to do for years and years and years. And then he started bringing other people into it. And then obviously when Michael passed, it like motivated putting together this as like more of a tribute to him and his work and this like cross-cultural sort of. Um, Fusion, and he brought on all these big name artists um, like Tito Nieves, also like John Cicada, who I'd forgotten about until this album um, was part of it, and um, a bunch of other, you know, great like big names in, in Latin music. So there's 12 different songs on this album that are all Michael Jackson songs done with some sort of like Latin influence or spin to it. Oh my god, the salsa smooth criminal is my everything. Mm. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, you like it. You like it. I know. There's a lot of really great, uh, yeah, really great tracks on this album. And it just shows you, I think, you can see that, like, because these sounds go so well together, you can kind of see the influences underneath even the music that Michael was doing and, and Latin music, right? That there's a lot of shared um, origins in um, in that kind of R&B, the sort of era of music he was doing and Latin music, especially if you think about African diaspora influences. So it, it really kind of makes sense in a particular way. That's um, amazing. I have a lot yeah. of love for Michael Jackson. So this uh, really, yeah. really speaks to me. You yeah. know, I, um, 
I had tickets to go see Michael Jackson on his Dangerous tour, on the Caracas stop of his Dangerous tour in 1992. What? I did. Yeah, you were like eight. I was very young and I wanted to what? marry Michael Jackson. And then, what? and then Hugo Chavez staged his failed coup of the government in 1992 and Michael Jackson canceled his tour stop in Caracas. No. So I'm like real salty at Hugo Chavez for a variety of reasons. Oh He's my a complicated God. historical figure. Um, you know, he did some really great things, but I'm salty about him because it's his fault that I didn't get to see Michael Jackson. Oh my God. Was, was like your mom gonna take you? My dad was gonna take me. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Was that like one of your first concerts that you wanted to go to? It would have been Imagine my first concert. So yeah, young. I was obsessed with Michael Jackson as a kid. Right. I mean, who wasn't? Who was I mean, I feel exactly. like any kid, especially kids our age, like I, I can picture right now a photo of my brother at like maybe seven years old, totally dressed like Michael Jackson in front of my abuela's house in Miami. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like so, like, loved so into I know. him. Everybody was so into him. I like did not care about any of the rumors. I was like, fuck the haters. Michael Jackson is the best. I'm going to go see him. He's amazing. And then there was a coup. God damn it. Hugo. Wow, Chavez. Who knew? Who knew? All the I destruction know. Chavez brought, brought to your life. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so extra. Man, yeah, Michael Jackson. I mean, it's it's hard, right, to look back at his life. Like, such a complicated, like, clearly tortured soul, you know? All yeah. All the stuff that kind of yeah. went went down in the last few years of his life. And, I mean, this song, like, the like clearly the the dude's going through some strong feelings i know which is like why i related to this song and so i have a the reason i picked this one off this album is because i have a really strong memory from like middle school i guess this came out in 95 right so yeah like you know i would have been at that time i was like yeah i was like 11 so yeah middle school era i was at somebody's like party or sleepover or something and like sitting in a hammock like lying in a hammock at night like singing the song to myself oh it is. <laughs> i know i don't know why i was like such a sad child oh, I don't you've know. been Just emo like, from jump i've been emo from jump i know i think i feel like there's a future perhaps where i like i'll let i'll go of some of my my emo-ness <laughs> it's not probably one of his most famous ones but it's not one of the most popular ones, but definitely very, very well known and, and holds a particular space <laughs> in my emo middle school heart. So. And then I love the fact that it's Tito Nieves and his son. So he, if you don't know Tito, I mean, you probably have heard of Tito Nieves. I mean, he's such a huge figure of in course. the salsa world. He's Puerto Rican. Um, but he, interestingly, thinking about, you know, crossovers, he's known for some English salsa hits. So he's one of the first salseros to put out salsa music with English lyrics. So, like, I like it like that as one of his mm -hmm. famous ones. That's like a little bugaloo, yeah, so, too. Yeah, yeah. It's got a, it's got like a really good sound. So, yeah, his son is in the song with him, which is really sweet. And I don't think his son has much of a music career beyond this. But it was even more poignant when I realized that his other son died of bone cancer. His son, Omi, died of bone cancer at 24. Oh, so like, and horrible. He, I know. And he just had two sons. So the fact that he's doing it with his son and the song, You Are Not Alone, I don't know. It just has all sorts of, like, undertones to it that I Aww, thought was really sweet. Feelings. Yeah. <laughs> feelings. <laughs> Michael Jackson, Tito Nieves, all of these things. But, um, but, yeah, this this whole album is called Unity, a Latin tribute to Michael Jackson. And I, I definitely recommend checking it out. There's a lot of really good songs. Totally. It's incredible. Definitely <laughs> check it out, y'all. Rest in peace, MJ. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P., baby. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, the last song that I have for you all and the last song on today's show is a song by just a fierce, fierce mujer. This is Fever by La Lupe. Sabes cuánto yo te quiero, sabes cuánto siento por ti. Y cuando estás entre mis brazos, arte la fiebre, hay muy dentro de mí, tú me das fiebre. Ay, cuando besas fiebre, si me abrazas tú. Fiebre de mañana, fiebre en la noche azul. Todo el mundo tiene fiebre, eso bien que lo sé yo. Tener fiebre no es de ahora. OMG, I just love La Lupe. Yes. And this song is, you know, it's one of those songs that after I heard it, like I forgot whoever else might have recorded it before or since. It just doesn't matter. This song is now hers. You know, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know how Dolly Parton did I Will Always Love You? But like, you know, no shade to Dolly. I fucking love her. I went to see her concert recently. I cried. She's amazing. <laughs> but like, Whitney Houston fucking killed it. That's Whitney's song. Even Dolly admits it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's how I yeah. feel about fever with La Lupe. I don't give a shit who else is saying it. It is so good when she does it. So, so yeah. good. So, fever was originally recorded in 1956 by um, Little Willie John and it has since been covered a ton of times, most famously, I think, by Peggy Lee, but also Elvis and Madonna and even Beyonce. But La Lupe recorded it in 1968 for her album Queen of Latin Soul. And I feel like in this song, you can just like feel her raw sexuality and her energy and power, just like the feeling that she puts into it and what comes out in her voice is completely unparalleled in my book. And La Lupe, you can, she was yeah. just sexual and open. And I think that for her sort of like unapologetic sexuality never sort of made it to the top in the same way like somebody like Celia Cruz, for example, who right. was another one of her right. contemporaries, um, did. Um, right. But uh, I, just, I just love her so much. And one of my favorite lines in this is that she says, Tener fiebre no es de ahora, hace mucho tiempo que empezó. So perfect. So perfect. Mm-hmm. It's just like, y'all are talking like sex is new. Don't front. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, so she's Cuban, right? And she, you know, she's definitely Celia's contemporary. They're around the same age. She left Cuba around the same time in 62. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up listening to her the way that I grew up listening to Celia. I mean, she just didn't have the same um, level of popularity. And yeah, I wonder if it's based on what you said around her being so much sort of like more overtly sexual in a particular way um, yeah. or also just kind of the way in which her life trajectory yeah, went, totally shifted, right? Yeah, her life totally shifted. She had some like issues with addiction and she yeah. had kind of a rough life in the end. And she died in 92, which is almost like a decade earlier than Celia or more than a decade earlier than yeah. Celia did. But she was, you know, such a powerful singer, so amazing and... Um, a while back, uh, Alt Latino did an episode on La Lupe. I know our homie yeah. Jasmine Garst from Alt Latino yeah. is a huge, huge, huge La Lupe fan. Nice, um, nice. And they did a really awesome job of covering sort of who she was and who um, and her music. And uh, I highly recommend anybody who doesn't know much about La Lupe to tune into that episode and just look it up because it's so good. And she is so good. For sure. Thank you for bringing this track. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to end the episode with a little bit of a surprise because my mom is in town, so she's making a guest appearance. Say hi, Mommy. Hi. 
<laughs> Mami, my mom just listened to Radio Menea for the first time recently. ¿Qué te pareció, ma? Buenísimo. Buenísimo, ¿te me, gustó? Me fascinó. Oh. Como todo lo que tú haces. Oh, my mommy is so proud of me. It's so great. Oh, gracias. Um, Ella es un orgullo hispano, las dos. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Mami, y eh, ahorita estábamos hablando Pérez y yo y decidimos que para el Día de las Madres vamos a traer a ti y a la mamá de Pérez para que ven, traigan canciones. ¿Qué te parece? Oh, buenísimo. Dale, pues. Ok. Gracias, mamá. Un besote. Te quiero mucho. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. Yes. This has been an episode of Radio Menea. And we're, uh, yeah, we're so psyched that you, you've been listening. And, um... You can find us on radiomenea.com and all of the social media spots where you hang out. And if you're willing and you want to give us a review on iTunes, we would really appreciate it. We've had a couple of really lovely reviews lately, so you can check we those have. out as well. It really, yeah. really helps get our show in front of other listeners. So thank you so much to those of us who have left reviews. And if you haven't and you like the show, please do. I think my favorite review so far was entitled Gracias a Dios. Oh, that's a good <laughs> one. Like, that's Aw. a good one. <laughs> it was very sweet. It was very sweet. Um, yeah. Oh, and also I wanted to shout out, we do have an email newsletter. If some of you are not so like on top of your iTunes podcast app or you're not seeing our updates about new episodes on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you can sign up for our email newsletter, and I send an email every Friday when we release an episode with a link, so you won't, um, won't have to miss a thing. So you can find that, um, the link to subscribe to that at the bottom of our homepage on radiomenea.com. Thanks again for listening, y'all. Have a lovely, lovely rest of yeah. your day, and thanks for spending time with us. Yep. Enjoy the covers. Bye. Bye. Escúchame antes de colgar Solo quisiera pedirte perdón Y aunque no te importo Yo sigo aquí recordando tu amor